From the vibrant soul of Sherrianna Boyle comes Just Ask Spirit, a show that reflects Sherrianna's passion to get this world feeling again. Her belief, emotions are the gateway to the soul. Sherrianna and her guest lineup of authors, healers, educators, and visionaries cover a variety of topics related to mental health and spirituality. Each week, Sherrianna and her team of experts share remarkable insights about life, spirit, manifesting, and more. Hello, everyone. I am so excited to announce my new book, Energy in Action, The Power of Emotions and Intuition to Cultivate a Life of Peace and Freedom. Inside, you're going to find 13 spiritual laws and 52 high vibrational spiritual practices, all to help you manifest a life of peace, abundance, and true freedom. Head on over to SherryAnnaBoyle.com and grab your copy today. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to Just Ask Spirit. I'm Sherryanna Boyle. I'm your host. I want to welcome you to the show. If you're new to the show, this is a show about spirituality and mental health. And today, we're going to be talking about overwhelm. Yes, overwhelm. So if you're feeling overwhelmed, you have come to the right place. You are going to get so much information out of this show. I have a very special guest that's going to be joining us in just a moment. But before getting there, I just want to say Just Ask Spirit just reached 90,000 downloads. Yeah. Can you believe it? I, I, I can't believe it. I'm so excited. And I appreciate you all for listening, subscribing, showing interest in the show. And it really just motivates me to keep bringing you fantastic guests like we have on this show. And it keeps us keeps us going overall. We also have the Just Ask Spirit Marketplace where many of our authors and hope to get some retreat centers. So if there's any retreat centers out there that love to get some advertising on the show, reach out to us. Go to sherryannaboyle.com slash contact. And another thing I want to remind you about, I mentioned it in the last show, is that we are currently in registration for my Azores Portugal retreat, which is happening in 2024. Also in registration for Omega Institute, which is a weekend retreat in Rhinebeck, New York. And that's this September. So those two things are happening. I don't want you to miss out. If you're thinking about it, head on over to sherryannaboyle.com backslash events. Okay. Just wanted to get you guys up to date. Hope you're doing fabulous. And guess what? My guest is here. Tracy Goodwin, welcome to the show. From the vibrant soul of Sherrianna Boyle comes Just Ask Spirit on Dream Vision 7 Radio Network every Monday at 10 a.m. and 10 p.m. Eastern Time. Just Ask Spirit is a show that reflects Sherrianna's passion to get this world feeling again. Her belief, emotions are the gateway to the soul. Sherrianna and her lineup of best-selling authors, healers, and visionaries cover a variety of topics related to mental health and spirituality. Don't miss Sherrianna's remarkable insights from the divine at the end of every show. Calling all authors. Have you been considering an audiobook? Well, look no further. Come take advantage of Dream Vision 7 Radio Network's unique in-house audiobook production, which includes benefits and bonuses from our radio station. Let our knowledgeable staff guide you to create the audiobook you've always dreamed of without breaking the bank. Check out our full one-stop service from A to Z, including the ACX process. 
Schedule a free consultation by calling 508-226-1723. That's 508-226-1723. Or go to dreamvision7radio.com. Sherrianna Boyle is all about empowering you. Her life has centered around mindful approaches to healing the mind and body. Her main belief, your emotions matter, processing them matters more. As a special and adjunct psychology professor, she is the author of 10 books that can help empower lives. From her new book on manifesting, Energy in Action, Emotional Detox, Emotional Detox Now, The Four Gifts of Anxiety, Mantras Made Easy, to the Conscious Parenting Guide to Childhood Anxiety, there is certainly a book there for you. Find yours at SherryAnnaBoyle.com. Ever wonder what it's like to have your own radio show? Well, wonder no longer, because you can dip into the radio airwaves by being host for the day on syndicated Dream Vision 7 Radio Network. It's a fabulous way to get your radio feet wet. It's an opportunity to market your business, modality, or book. Have a guest, mention a sponsor, and take callers. Or you may want to facilitate a lesson by going solo. It's up to you. Listeners can be online, mobile, in cars with Bluetooth, or listen through Amazon's Echo by asking Alexa, play Dream Vision 7 Radio Network. For more details, go to DreamVision7Radio.com and click on Host for the Day. Imagine if you had a daily practice for processing your emotions that could help you get through past and present challenges. Well, now you do. My new book, Emotional Detox Now, 135 Self-Guided Practices to Renew Your Mind, Heart, and Spirit is out in the world. It includes my signature cleanse system, a mindful practice to help you clear all those toxic reactions so you can begin to feel joy, peace, and ease again. Grab your copy today at SherryAnnaBoyle.com. This is Dream Vision 7 Radio Network, uniting mankind with universal love. Our shows are created from the heart, bringing each listener to a place of divine enlightenment. Breathe, relax, and enjoy. Let life flow. Thank you so much. I've been looking forward to this all day. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much for coming on. I'm so excited to have you. And let me give you a proper introduction here. This is everyone, Tracy Bromley, B-R-O-M-L-E-Y, good one. And Tracy, I, I'm going to say, everyone, I, I know Tracy. Tracy is a community member. She's a friend. And I actually, full disclosure here, I went to Tracy. Gosh, Tracy, how many years ago was that? That I don't know because time is blurring together for me. I mean, it was probably five years ago. Oh, Tracy, no, honey. I, I think it was. Oh, Tracy, no. My my oldest daughter is 23 years old. So it was longer? <laughs> There's uh, no way. <laughs> you I yeah. don't know. Maybe I was overwhelmed and and my mind is just not serving me well now. <laughs> anyway, everyone, the reason I went to Tracy is she's kind of a, a well-known person in our town here as an executive functioning coach and someone who specializes in ADHD 
also specializes in anxiety and overwhelm, not just for kids, but also for adults. So I went there to really help my daughter with her studying skills, because we know that's one area that people with ADHD have difficulty with memory, right, Tracy? And so my daughter went and did some sessions and that's where I got to know her and her work and just really have watched her skyrocket since then. And I, honestly, I think it was probably 15 years ago, but it was quite a long time ago, but that, that's okay. It doesn't matter. What matters is, is that the audience knows that you're of tremendous value and you've been doing this a really long time and you have really stretched your skills beyond where you started. And you're, you have a book, it's called Navigating ADHD. We want to let people know that because if you, we are now in fall of 2023, if you're listening to this or anytime during the year, if you are a parent with children and you have a child who's having difficulty, you might want to grab her book, Navigating ADHD. So Tracy is an executive functioning and a life coach. She has helped thousands of clients. She has over 27 years experience, probably even more than that. And now again, she's focusing on overwhelm. So once again, welcome to the show, Tracy. Thank you very much. And I I, I don't know what to say about 15 years ago, but <laughs> I have thoroughly enjoyed just learning and learning um, from my wonderful clients, truly. Um, and seeing the world through their perspective and helping them find ways to deal with overwhelm, which can look so different person to person, regardless of age. Um, I will have to say with clients, it's oftentimes very similar strategies, regardless of age, which is so interesting. Which is refreshing. So that means whether you learn it for yourself or you learn it for your kids, or you're hoping that you're husband or loved one or whoever, <laughs> that we probably could benefit from these skills as well. Yeah, absolutely. And there are things that I, you know, I practice myself all the time. So they're, they're um, not things that are I'm putting out in the world without using them myself. Interesting. Yeah. So what, what have you learned, Tracy, and over the years, you've worked with thousands of clients and what made you really kind of hunker into, because I know that's where you're, you're heading now. You've got Tracy's business is expanding everyone. Her website is tracybromleygoodwin.com into overwhelm. What, what is making you head in that direction more so? What have you learned? Well, I think back to the regardless of age, I've always just encountered people coming to me because they felt like they were overwhelmed and something was wrong with them. This notion of like, I need to be fixed, you know, from, from young children to like, I don't know what's wrong with me, but something's wrong or adults or, or coming to me feeling the same way. Like, I don't know what's wrong with me. Right. I, I, just am carrying around this like guilt or shame, or I got to fix this thing about myself. And ultimately it leaves people feeling really overwhelmed because they feel stuck and they don't know what to do. So for me working with people, the first thing we talk about is there's nothing to fix. There's absolutely nothing to fix. There's nothing wrong. 
Our brains all work differently. We all experience the world differently, regardless of whether it's ADHD or not. Um, and that it's all about just finding your own strategies that work for your personal brain. They might not work for anyone else in your family. They might not work for a partner. They might not work for your friends, for your boss. But if they work for you, that's all that matters. And, and it, that alone can instantly be this moment of empowerment. Like, oh, I thought there was something wrong this whole time. Nope, nothing it's wrong. I, I really love where you're heading with this. And I hope that you write a book about this sometime. Maybe it's on your brain. Because I, I really love this that what I what I almost hear you saying is it's almost like you're loosening up your ties to the label of ADHD. Hmm. I hadn't thought about it that way. <laughs> Maybe so. Maybe so. Because could that, could that be sending the message that we have a problem? Hmm. I have not considered thinking about it that way before. So I'm well, gonna... I'm just going to preface your new book. Yeah, love this. <laughs> it's. <laughs> I. I mean, that's the way I. I'm experiencing this. Interesting. Yeah. I find it interesting that you are, you have been really rooted in this. And you're, what I hear you saying is it, what matters is what works for you. Yes. Yes. And Absolutely. we can all use this and you don't have to go through the whole, well, I know some people getting a diagnosis and can be refreshing like okay it's not me i'm i'm not stupid or that there can be something very empowering to to be able to say this is something more and also the inherited part in which perhaps you can talk a little bit about that with with the way our brains work but that's that's kind of how i'm experiencing this conversation i would be curious to see how the audience is experiencing it do you feel that that's kind of happening yeah, yes. Yes. So I do think, you know, there there's there's a place for having a diagnosis or a sense of relief that people sometimes feel with knowing, okay, so there's a name for something that I'm experiencing in my mind. And it doesn't mean that anything's wrong or there's anything to be fixed. It means that I need to come up with some strategies that maybe the traditional environment that I've been in hasn't provided me yet or hasn't opened up a space for me to figure that out. Um, and there's also the way to think about it as when I have people that I'm working with come in front of me, I don't even really necessarily know anything about a diagnosis ahead of time because I just want to meet that person and be with them and see what they fill me in on, on what feels difficult for them. So I see, you know, there's the place for the diagnosis and there's also a place for people just understanding how their brain works and, and celebrating that versus feeling like there's anything happening that needs to be fixed. So how do we celebrate that? A couple of things that are coming to mind is perhaps we ought to just define what overwhelm is. And does that look different for everyone? Is that another thing that says, well, 
there's nothing wrong with you and you experience overwhelm this way and maybe someone else experiences overwhelm that way, a, a different way. Can you talk a little bit about the overwhelm piece? And then we'll get into the celebration. <laughs> Absolutely. So I'm so glad that you asked that because I'm a big um, believer and we oftentimes define words differently. And when we do, then there is potential for conflict. So whether that's I see organization as one thing and my child sees it as something totally different and now it's a massive conflict all the time, we're all overwhelmed. Um so I always start initial sessions with having people define words like, what do you think overwhelmed means to you? What does that feel like, look like, sound like? All of those kind of senses bringing them in. And I also do that with organization or how we learn things. And no one really ever says it the same exact way. Everybody has a little bit of a different twist on what these words mean. So I think ultimately that's really important for people to become clear on how they define a word and then also able to communicate that with those around them. So that- Interesting. So I'm thinking of, I, I, that's beautiful. What great coaching questions that you have. Of course, I'm thinking of what's overwhelming to me is when I'm pulled in several directions at one time. I'm sure you hear that quite often, right? Being pulled, okay, do I go this way? Do I go that way? <laughs> and I'm curious, what does overwhelm mean to you? So you're saying we all have our own definition. It's important to get clear on what overwhelm means to us. What is not just words, but what does it feel like? How would we describe it is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. And, and what I say is very be much feeling. Yours is a feeling. Very much so. Like my head is completely full. My whole body's clenched up. I'm racing around. Um, and on another day, it also might look a little different. On another day, I might feel pretty sad. And maybe I cry. And that's a release of feeling overwhelmed. But initially, it's that feeling in my body that I get. Um, like you said, being pulled in different directions, um, people will describe it as just feeling like they're underwater, you know, that they, they can't gain clarity in the moment. Um, some people describe or define overwhelmed as being, um, explosive. You had a podcast guest, um, I'm blanking on her name, but her daughter had talked about, a soda bottle and having it be explosive. But if you, you know, go with the cap a little bit at a time, lots of people explain overwhelm like that to me as well. But everyone does have a little bit of a different, a different twist. I can see that. And I've often heard people talk about overwhelm as feeling stuck. Yes. They, they procrastinate or they freeze and they just sit and I, they don't know where to begin. Nothing gets done. It gets piled up. You can just feel that right now as we're talking about it. But I, I often hear that with clients that come to see me. They just feel sort of frozen. Absolutely. That's probably the number one 
um, aspect of definitions of overwhelm that I hear. Um, and it's actually an executive functioning skill, that skill of initiation. So how do you start something? Or I just can't start. I, I don't know what it is. I can't start. I'm like, well, what it is, is your brain is really overwhelmed with the task and it doesn't necessarily know where it's going to start. Or maybe the task, it just feels too big. Or if we're talking about ADHD, maybe there's no concept of time. So my brain tells me that it's going to take two hours, but in actuality, it takes 10 minutes. So I also do a lot of time trials with people around over. That is such a good point. Hmm. And so now you're circling into what you mean by how your brain works. Yes. That's it. Can you talk more about that one? So your brain says it's going to take two hours. But it's really going to take 10 minutes. Okay. Yes. What, what, what's going on there with the exact executive functioning? I, I, think, I think my husband has a little bit of that. <laughs> so, so if we're thinking ADHD specific, ADHD is all about extremes. So the brain is naturally going to go to the extreme when it's an overwhelming task of this is going to take way too long for whatever reason, whether it's boring, whether it's a gazillion steps involved, um, the brain's going to automatically go there. Um, also with executive functioning, when time or understanding time is weakened, and this can be regardless ADHD or not, the brain doesn't necessarily understand what fits into windows of time. So there's never an accurate picture of what actually takes 10 minutes, what takes 20, what takes two minutes, what takes an hour. It's like the brain just kind of, it just doesn't estimate it in the way that would be really helpful if you were trying to stay on some kind of, you know, specific time path. I once looked into this in terms of the brain, and maybe perhaps you have uncovered this, Tracy, but I once looked into the time thing and tried to research it. Is there, is it true that they don't really even know how we come up with time brain-wise? Do you, that's sort of what I found out because I teach psychology. My kids were asked, my, my students, I call them kids, but my students were asking me and I was like, you know, guys, I need to go research that because I actually don't quite know the answer. And the answer I got was we, we still aren't really sure completely, but I didn't know you're, you do this for a living. So if you could talk more about the time thing. Yeah, I've read some research um, similar to that as well. And then I also, and this is brand new, so I have to I have to go back and listen to it again, but I just finished a really good book by um, Gay Fredericks, I believe is, no, Hendricks. I think it's Gay Hendricks, and it's The Big Leap. And he talks about this um, Albert Einstein's theory on time. And that time is all about what we make it. Like there is no such thing as time. And when we say, oh, I don't have enough time, 
we're just not thinking about time in the way that we need to if we want to be productive because I'm choosing what I do in that minute and I'm choosing what I do in the next minute and I'm choosing it after that. So I need to go back and listen to that again because it's a lot to grasp when you're thinking about time. But I think what happens for people when they're feeling overwhelmed is it's a very traditional sense of time. I have a certain amount of time to get this done and my brain's not letting me do it or I'm getting distracted or I'm just not going to do it at all because I don't know where to start. So it's quite complicated. It is is complicated. And, you know, one of the best things that's happened to my daughter, which is the one that I had taken Tracy to everyone, is she has a license in cosmetology. And the best thing that I have seen happen to her in doing hair is when I watch her do hair, she's right on top of everything. But it's almost like it comes from another place. It doesn't come from her brain. It comes from, when I observe her, it comes from feeling, in my opinion. It's almost like a bodily experience where she knows, she's not checking the clock. She just feels it. She's got, and she's, and it's the repetition, which I'm sure you teach a lot about in executive functioning coaching that when you, and, and so I'm so thrilled. I always say to her, regardless of where you end up with, the cosmetology, you've gotten so many skills from this that are going to help you in life. So I, I think that's, I think the whole time thing is fascinating subject. It really is. And, and I think you're right. And I think, you know, maybe that goes to a whole other level of thinking about when you're in the flow of doing what feels so good and in alignment. And if you think about this for yourself and pause and think about it, like, Time usually isn't part of that picture. And for some reason, it magically kind of works out when you're in that flow. And, you know, is it like the example of your daughter? Is it muscle memory? And she feels it? I don't know. In a coaching session, when I sense about how long, you know, we've been chatting, I don't know. It makes me think that it's because you're in alignment. And it's like a this more of a visceral kind of experience which perhaps that can tie into the celebration part. Exactly. Once you connect that and learn to celebrate that, I experience for her, what I've learned is she experiences things very intuitively. Mm. If you tell her to go to her brain, that messes her up. (laughs) Yes. It's almost like you take her out of her. I've had to learn. I'm her mom. So I've had to learn, but, and appreciate her, but it, it, it literally takes her out of her body. If I, and I used to everyone, the nagging. Oh yes. And the reminders and the more reminders. And, and it would just get to her because then they feel like they're stupid. You know, why are you reminding me more than you're reminding my younger sister? And now you, so I've had to really learn and watch a lot of observation that I don't take her out of her head, Tracy. Totally I, I have to hold accountability for that. I'm constantly like, go back to your head, go back to your head, go back to your head. And her intuitively, she's like, no, I want to be in my body. That's where I function best. Yes. Yes. 
And when you think about it, when we as humans get overwhelmed, you know, we're usually in our head. We're not in our body. We're thinking, 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 or the pressures of what's happening around us are causing us to stay in that very kind of rigid, I'm overwhelmed and don't know what to do about it. The good news is there, there's lots of things people can do to, to get out of that overwhelm. All right. And that's what we want to talk about, Tracy. We want to talk about how do you handle this in the workplace? How do you handle this if you're going to school? We have so much to talk about, everyone. We're going to take a quick break. I'm speaking with Tracy Bromley Goodwin from tracybromleygoodwin.com. You can also find her book at Navigating ADHD. You can find it anywhere books are sold. And we'll be right back after the break. From the vibrant soul of Sherrianna Boyle comes Just Ask Spirit on Dream Vision 7 Radio Network every Monday at 10 a.m. and 10 p.m. Eastern Time. Just Ask Spirit is a show that reflects Sherrianna's passion to get this world feeling again. Her belief, emotions are the gateway to the soul. Sherrianna and her lineup of best-selling authors, healers, and visionaries cover a variety of topics related to mental health and spirituality. Don't miss Sherrianna's remarkable insights from the divine at the end of every show. Sherrianna Boyle is all about empowering you. Her life has centered around mindful approaches to healing the mind and body. Her main belief, your emotions matter, processing them matters more. As a special and adjunct psychology professor, she is the author of 10 books that can help empower lives. From her new book on manifesting, Energy in Action, Emotional Detox, Emotional Detox Now, The Four Gifts of Anxiety, Mantras Made Easy, to the Conscious Parenting Guide to Childhood Anxiety, there is certainly a book there for you. Find yours at SherryAnnaBoyle.com. Ever wonder what it's like to have your own radio show? Well, wonder no longer, because you can dip into the radio airwaves by being host for the day on syndicated Dream Vision 7 Radio Network. It's a fabulous way to get your radio feet wet. It's an opportunity to market your business, modality, or book. Have a guest, mention a sponsor, and take callers. Or you may want to facilitate a lesson by going solo. It's up to you. Listeners can be online, mobile, in cars with Bluetooth, or listen through Amazon's Echo by asking, Alexa, play Dream Vision 7 Radio Network. For more details, go to DreamVision7Radio.com and click on Host for the Day. Imagine if you had a daily practice for processing your emotions that could help you get through past and present challenges. Well, now you do. My new book, Emotional Detox Now, 135 Self-Guided Practices to Renew Your Mind, Heart, and Spirit is out in the world. It includes my signature cleanse system, a mindful practice to help you clear all those toxic reactions so you can begin to feel joy, peace, and ease again. Grab your copy today at SherryAnnaBoyle.com. This is Dream Vision 7 Radio Network, uniting mankind with universal love. Our shows are created from the heart, bringing each listener to a place of divine enlightenment. Breathe, relax, and enjoy. Let life flow. 
Welcome back to Just Ask Spirit. Today we are talking about overwhelm. And joining me is Tracy Bromley Goodwin. You can find her at tracybromleygoodwin.com. And right now we're talking about tools, folks. We kind of dug into what overwhelm is, how it looks different for everyone before the break. So if you missed that part, if you're just joining the show now, welcome, because now you're going to get some tools on overwhelmed. So how should we begin, Tracy? Well, I think so. So step one in thinking about this is something we already talked about. It's defining what overwhelm means to you. So whether you're a parent and you're helping your child with this, or you're thinking about this yourself, it's thinking about what's that definition. Um, You know, for people that uh, giving a definition or a word it is hard. Maybe that's not their natural learning style. I oftentimes will help children or teens just draw, what does your brain look like inside there when you're feeling overwhelmed? Um, Or what does your body feel like, like we talked about before? Or show me, draw a picture, and I will draw a stick figure because I am definitely not um, equipped with the ability, which I've been told everyone can be artistic with practice, but I'm standing by my stick figure. Um, identify where what you feel like when you start getting overwhelmed. What's the first like sign? Do you feel hot? Does your head hurt? Uh, get Get connected to your body. So step one is doing just that. It's really getting clear on what do you feel like and what overwhelms you? What um, overwhelm feels like for you in your, yeah. in your your body, your head? What is it? And I almost feel like this would be a great family exercise or awesome even, a re- even a relationship exercise. Because yes. I'm thinking about what would my husband say? And it would be really interesting to see how he would define it differently than me. So mm-hmm. just throwing that in there. Absolutely. And so oftentimes just doing that process begins to help people understand like, okay, this overwhelm is, is a thing and I can do something about this thing. It feels so much better than at least in my experience when feeling overwhelmed, it just feels like it's taken over everything. And I, I don't realize that it's something I can deal with. Now I have some strategies I can use that help me deal with that. But before that, it can feel very overwhelming, very, it's encompassing all of me. So once you get a better, clearer picture of what it feels like, your definition, the second thing is to start thinking about, well, what could I do to manage how I'm feeling? What sort of things could I bring into my life? that are going to help me when I hit this point. Um, ideally, you're working on it so the overwhelm feels smaller. Uh, you know, to just erase overwhelm is probably not the most realistic thing in the world. We're, we're always going to have things that hit us or come out of left field. Um, but to be able to shrink it, is always the goal I have with clients. So none of this is about, I'm never feeling overwhelmed again and I handle everything perfectly. It's more of what are my options? What can I do? So for myself, just personally, I'll give an example. I um, get in touch with what's my intuition telling me. I have a very strong gut instinct and I've always had it. Um, It wasn't always easy to listen to it though. 
I would not listen to it and I'd stay overwhelmed. If you are someone who has a strong intuition, the more you practice following it, it does a lot to help with overwhelm because you can tell yourself in the moment, like, okay, this overwhelm is a thing. I'm listening to my gut instinct on what to do next. And then I'm doing that, whatever that looks like. Um, I, couldn't agree. I couldn't agree with you more on that one. Yeah. And, and it's so much of it. So much of it is ignoring what what's coming up. And I know there is a lot more people talking about this. I think you and I've been talking about this in our coaching businesses for a while. That is it anxiety? Is it intuition? Is it overwhelm? Is it intuition? What's really happening here? And more and more people are starting to say, maybe, maybe it is because I'm ignoring my gut. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, when, when we are thinking about ADHD or we're thinking about anxiety, you know, it's real that there's neurotransmitters in our brain and they may be not flowing to the exact part they're supposed to. They, there might be less than what are ideal. Maybe there's too much of something we have. So this isn't overwhelm isn't real. It's overwhelms a real experience. So how do I handle it? So for me, it might be intuition for a client that I just worked with um, recently. It was, I get really overwhelmed before I start my day for my job. I, I can't get started. I, I just can't. Um, this person's brain is five steps ahead all the time. And as soon as a task looks overwhelming, it becomes, I'm just not going to start until I, I don't know, until someone calls me out on it or I get an adrenaline rush or there's urgency. So for that kind of um, way of thinking about overwhelm, it's trying to pick something very small within what the expectation is to get started with. So it's always helping the brain chunk things down into smaller parts. So whether it's a large project, whether it's a small project, sometimes it just needs to be literally, what's the first thing I'm going to do? I'm going to turn on my computer. How am I going to get myself to do that? I'm going to think of my favorite thing to do in the morning, which maybe it's have coffee or tea. When I have that coffee or tea in my hands, I'm going to turn on my computer. That's how they're working through that initiation step because they're feeling overwhelmed. So you're helping them through that transition. So these little mini transitions. Little mini transitions, which are so difficult when weakened executive functioning skills make the brain disorganized. They make, it's not that you don't have all the information or the steps in your head. It's just, they're not in the right order. So to figure out, even when it seems so simple, how to get started, that's the part that trips people up and they're already overwhelmed in their brain. So really taking it back a few steps. This is fascinating. Yeah, I was I was thinking as you were talking and the chunking and how I realized that I have some things in place. So one thing for me, and this is anyone out there, and I know you and I were kind of briefly talking about this before, but I'm not a big drinker. So mm-hmm. when my husband and I go out, I will have one and done. That's my that's been my thing forever. I always say I'm the cheapest day ever. I, I, and I, and whenever people do like that group bill thing, 
like we're all going to split the bill. I'm like, oh, no, you don't. Okay, because that's not fair because all you all drinking. <laughs> and and I have one drink, okay? <laughs> and I've, I, I've done that before and I'm always like, oh, gee, that cost a lot of money and I barely had anything, right? But anyway, <laughs> um, so what what we will often do, some, what we will sometimes do is if, if there's, if my husband wants to stay later and it's local, I'll take my own car. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I'll say, you know what? I'll drive in my car because he's more social than I am. He let, he likes to stay up later than I am, than I do. I'm always thinking about, okay, the next day I've got this client, this client, I've got to do that. Right. I, I'm already a, a few steps ahead. So I'll say, you know what? I'm going to take my own car. It's close enough. If it's our longer drive, we're going to drive together. And if I if I think he's going to be drinking more, which he doesn't drink more, I too much more either. So then I will drive just so I can be one of a uh, designated driver. But if it's just because he wants to stay longer, you know, I just take my own car. But that's that's made marriage very happy. Yeah. Yes. And feeling overwhelmed. That's the whole point of the story, folks, is it's been a way because I will get overwhelmed because I'm just, he loves to be social and I need to wind down. That's just who I am. I've got to have a little wind down time before I go to bed. Yes. Yes. And, and what this kind of you telling me that is, making me also think that, you know, sometimes our brains get in habits of doing things. And and if our go-to is I feel overwhelmed and then it causes me to procrastinate or I don't start at all or I yell or whatever it is, sometimes then our brain gets in that habit of that's kind of like what I do. I'm an overwhelmed kind of person and that's it. What that ends up oftentimes when I'm working with someone leads to is just this, then they're feeling bad that they're overwhelmed or that they can't figure out what to do instead. So as soon as you can start breaking it apart and breaking it down, it just takes off so much pressure. And again, remembering that it's not because you're trying to fix anything. It's just because you're trying to bring more ease into your life. And I like your word earlier, the celebrating, the celebrating you and and who you are. You know, I used to put myself down. I used to think, oh, I'm such a party pooper. I'm not very much fun. Like I'm not the wife that's going to be, yeah, I, I close out the evening, but that's who I am. And today I can celebrate it. And by, and thank goodness now other people are getting on board. It's taken like 20 years where like drinking is becoming less of a thing now. Yeah. So, right. I mean, more and more people are saying, Hey, you can be social and not drink, or you can be social and not burn yourself out and stay up half the night kind of thing. Exactly. And while while we're kind of thinking of that alcohol part, you know, I'm actually a 90 days alcohol free right now. And it's just a lifestyle change that I made and went through a certification program and living an alcohol free life. But I can say from personal experience, my own levels of overwhelm are less already because I think I have more clarity. I have less kind of whatever was happening in my body with alcohol, you know, isn't, isn't there. So mm-hmm. there's so many variables to all of it. Um, there really is. But the, the celebrating part is kind of the other 
and yeah. celebrating you that you're alcohol free and you and you made that empowering choice. Yeah. And anyone out there thinking of it, we really do have to celebrate each other. It yeah. does make a huge difference. A big thing for me, honestly, I can't see clients in health alcohol in my body the next day because I work intuitively. Yeah. So I'll drink seltzer while yeah, I'll do whatever or not drink. I, it depends. But yeah. but I love that. And I I have like you, I've learned it interferes with, you know, people are paying me. <laughs> Yeah, I have to be responsible yeah. here. If right. I'm going to work intuitively, if it's one thing, if you do the same old thing and you're like, I don't need to be thinking much, I know my right. But when you work intuitively, you need clarity. You need, right? so, you need clarity, um, and and that celebration, you know, can happen again regardless of age. So, for example, with a fifth grader I was working with was got really overwhelmed in school. You know, they'd end up being kind of restless and fidgety in their chair, maybe knock stuff over. And they, no one was kind of realizing that that's what was happening, that it was overwhelmed, fueling the behavior. So we, you know, we talked a lot about, well, what's your awesome brain wonderful at? And, you know, oh, I'm really like fast and I love to run and I love music. So we were able to think about like, okay, well, how could those things help you when you're feeling overwhelmed? Well, I could take a fast walk to the bathroom. I could see if I can listen to music during class. So you're able to take those things that feel fabulous and start using them to build tools for overwhelm. Oh, I love that. Take the things that feel, I know you've got more tools there and I want to get to them. We do need to take an Another quick break, Tracy, but I love these. So everyone stay tuned. I'm speaking with Tracy Bromley Goodwin. You can check her out at, at her website, tracybromleygoodwin.com. Also has the book, Navigating ADHD. We're going to get through these tips. We're coming right back after the break. Hang in there. Welcome back to Just As Spirit. We're breaking down overwhelm, everyone. I'm here with Tracy Bromley Goodwin. So we are shrinking it, Tracy. Yes, we are shrinking the overwhelm. Shrinking the overwhelm. So I have. There's one other favorite tip or tool that I have, and that is visualizing how you're going to handle overwhelm. So oftentimes, and especially if there is ADHD or weakened executive functioning skills, oftentimes we can't picture ourselves moving through all the steps we need to take to get from the beginning to the end. So when that happens, the intention can be great of, yes, I'm going to sit down and get started on something, or I'm going to handle my emotions a different way, or I'm not going to get so stressed. And then we know that the end is like, we feel better. But the whole in between how we got there, we could talk about it, we can develop strategies, but if we can't picture ourselves actually moving through the process, it becomes difficult to make it happen. So one thing I always do with clients and they can close their eyes or they don't have to, they could tip their head down or um, they could draw a picture. But I have people think about, so when you start getting that overwhelmed feeling, whatever it is in your body, let's picture ourselves doing something different than what we usually do. And I help them work through what that looks like each step of the way. So they get to then go back to that 
And it does need to be repeated. It's not like I picture once in my mind and suddenly I am shrinking overwhelmed. But over time, the more we visualize ourselves actually doing it, and again, this is all age groups, um, it begins to be part of what we do because our brain can now see it and it understands it in a new way. And what are we looking at for repetition and your experience, Tracy? Because I agree with you. That's that's the thing. Like sometimes people contact me and they're like, okay, well, all right, will you be able to do, do this in a session? I'm like, probably not <laughs> in one session. <laughs> you can try it and I'll never say no. I always say, always expect a miracle, but, but repetition and follow-up are really valuable because you get to go a little bit deeper and you get more insight. It's, and so what are you, what are you thinking when you say, and again, this is for all age levels that you're talking yeah. about. So, so repet- the repetition part looks different from person to person. And yes, I, I've had clients who have, you know, they figure it out in one, one thing and then they're off and running and they just need a little check in here and there. For other people, the repetition is that they make themselves not a regular small checklist, but like a giant sticky note poster that they're putting on their wall about what this new process is that they're trying to work through. Um, Asking if this is apparent to their child um, or finding a friend to ask you, asking open-ended questions about a new way you're doing something is really powerful. So rather than asking your child like, oh, did you remember to think about what your body's telling you when you were overwhelmed? Or did you remember to make a list of the steps you're going to take? You know, it's more of, oh, so how are you going to handle that? Or, oh, if you're if it's a morning routine and that's overwhelming for everyone, it's a, oh, so what are you supposed to do before we leave? Or as a family, what are the things we need to be thinking about? It's very different than, okay, you have five minutes, get your stuff, are you ready? You know, dinner time, okay, or bedtime, okay. Any of those just looking for a yes or no does not help with repetition, but open-ended questions do. And that's a form of repetition that we sometimes forget about. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. In fact, I was just talking to some moms that we raised our kids together. And I said, gosh, if I could go back and just do one thing differently, it would be exactly what you're talking about. I've done a a much better job with my third. I've done a lot of what you're saying. As I grew and gained the tools, of course, I got better. But really, instead of the the repeating and the the reminders... But really, I love the asking open, open-ended open questions. It is really powerful. Or I love, and you know, my mother used to say that to me, Tracy. And okay. she didn't have any of this. Oh, yeah, all the time. I'd say, Mom, I'm going out with a friend. Um, what do you think? You know, when do you think I should get home? Or when do you want me to come home? And she'd say, well, what do you think? When do you think you should come? <laughs> she'd turn it right back at me. Right. And, like and all the time, I just was like, oh, okay, well, I probably should be home by 10. Okay, then come home at 10. <laughs> I love it. 
These moms, you know, before our generation, they knew, right? They knew. They knew so much. (laughs) Well, you're you're also making me think from a a parenting perspective. Um, Is this also isn't about, and we mentioned it before, like erasing overwhelm because we do get overwhelmed and we need strategies. And I, you know, when you're thinking of what you would do differently as a parent, I think I definitely would have let a little bit of, I wouldn't try and fix overwhelm. You know, I like to have everybody feel great. And as a parent, sometimes you can end up not letting people work through some overwhelm um, and trying to make things easier. So I think that's also important. It's like a fine balance. And even in relationships, let's face it, there's some people out there who don't have children, but they're doing it with their husband or their wives or whoever, right? Whoever it is. Yeah. It could be a coworker. (laughs) It's, it truly surfaces. I, I, I really love this message and you've met, you've mentioned it a few times. So I think everyone really have to get this. Okay. She's telling us not to fix overwhelm, right? That is that loud and clear. And this is someone who's been doing this for over 27 years, everyone. Okay. So we all got to listen up. (laughs) We do not fix it. We learn the strategies. I love it. The define overwhelm. How can we shrink it? What can we do? And I love the visualization and then the repetition and the open-ended questions. You have given us so many wonderful tools. You've been very generous with your time and your expertise. Any final words, Tracy? No, just know that, you know, they're, everyone's doing the best they can to handle overwhelm and to just follow what your heart's telling you and not kind of second guess what you could do differently all the time. Just start thinking about how do I want to handle things differently? And what can I do to make that happen? Absolutely. Thank you so much for coming on Just Ask Spirit. You are so welcome. This was so much fun. And I'm so happy that I was able to be here. Thank you so much. And thank you listeners for being here and listening to the show. Don't forget to check out the Just Ask Spirit Marketplace. That's where many of our authors have their books. And we also have some goodies there. We have some art and some products and some of my courses and books are there as well. So go to Just Ask Spirit Marketplace. That's at SherryAnnaBoyle.com. Until next time, remember, your emotions matter. Processing them matters more. Take care. Thank you for listening. Join Sherrianna next time to continue this remarkable journey of discovering the amazing power of your emotions. Reach out to Sherrianna directly on SherriannaBoyle.com. Share your comments and ask your Just Ask Spirit questions. Until next time, remember, your emotions matter. Processing them matters more. This is Dream Vision 7 Radio Network, uniting mankind with universal love. Our shows are created from the heart, bringing each listener to a place of divine enlightenment. Breathe, relax, and enjoy. Let life flow.